Mr. Jones Valle. I don't go ahead. I'm on scene at 108 South 17. We've got uh, light smoke showing from a single-story commercial building. Working fire, make it a regular alarm. Engine one upon arrival. Let's uh, let's see if we can get in. Let's see if there's an FDC in the back before we do anything here. I'll be establishing 17th Street uh, Command. Regular alarm at 108 South 17th, 108 South 17th for smoke inside of a single story building. Trust on ground one. Okay. I don't know what I've been living on, but it's not enough to fill me up. I need Justifiably Proud Productions. I'm your humble host, uh, Jim Farrell, and um, glad to be with everybody today. Today is May 30th, 2022, Memorial Day, Memorial Day um, in the United States, and um, put together some information that I hope everybody can enjoy today and take a moment to reflect on uh, those that have gone before us um, to sacrifice for the benefit of the greater good. Um, I hope everybody's been having a good week. Everything's going good. Um, I know there's some challenges in our nation and around the world, and um, we pray that uh, with, that all that gets resolved. Um, it's hard to even turn on the news with uh, what recently happened here in Texas and to see uh, to see all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I just uh, I hope people in the future will be courageous and um and continue to be courageous and jump in and do the right thing when things are are headed south. Um, and unfortunately, I think uh, as a nation we need to be prepared um, and be ready for for the unpredictable stuff. I mean, it's just um, it's just sad uh, what's going on. A sad state of affairs. Uh, this week we're going to go ahead and skip what's the word, and um, I'd like to start this uh, show, if you'll join me, with a moment of silence for those soldiers we've lost uh, throughout all the years. Thank you. Now, growing up... Um, I was fortunate enough to kind of know what I wanted to do as a as a, a vocation, and um, I was blessed to get a part of a program that helped me get started with uh, learning all the skills that were needed for my career. But there did come a time uh, when, um, you know, you're in high school and the recruiters start coming by and, and they want to visit with you. And, and I, I had somewhat of a desire to go into the Navy uh, because they had firefighting and, of course, uh, everybody apparently learns firefighting in the military, but um, I just always felt that uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been successful. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I didn't feel like I had the discipline to even begin uh, the military. Like um, I just didn't think I could put up with the structure 
And I probably couldn't have, you know, maybe today I would have been able to, but back then there was no way I was going to be able to put up with the structure that the military provides. And so growing up and, and getting started with my career and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, there is times, there's a sense of regret from time to time that I didn't, didn't participate in the military and spend some time there because I know some wonderful people, um, that I've met throughout the years that, uh, you know, had the courage to do it and to go to go and have the willingness um, to fight for our liberties. And um, there's there's some regret there. I, I think there's some stuff that that would have been valuable uh, to me in in life for sure. I mean, just like I'm finding out in college that man, there's stuff I'm learning in college that man, if I would have learned this back when you're supposed to go to college, maybe my life wouldn't have been so so. Uh, so challenging. Um, so what I do try to do though is um, be as patriotic as I can. And uh, veterans are my favorite. Um, I'm always encouraging them to 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 um, capture whatever is entitled to them because of their willingness. I mean, I've I've I have friends that are veterans that ah, you know, well, I never saw combat or you know, whatever. And I don't feel like I'm entitled. And it's like, no, you were, the fact is that you were, you were willing, you were willing to fight for us. And, um, I try to encourage that when I do meet veterans that are a little, um, humble about the time they spent there in the military. So on this Memorial day, you know, it's, it's, it's a weekend for patriotism. Um, it's a weekend for the Indy 500, you know, um, that's growing up. That's what I always associated it with. Um, but of course, when, when I, when I grow up and I get into high school, that's when the Gulf War is happening. And I hadn't really been alive during a particular war, uh, for the most part to understand war. And I think that's when my, um, my, uh, appreciate, appreciate, that's when I became very appreciative of soldiers and veterans. Um, when I started learning about the Gulf War and how all that was was playing out, and um, I think that uh, moving forward throughout my life, I've just I've tried to try to be patriotic and and to to uh, uh, recognize what the soldiers do for us. So as I, I get older, um, I start to realize the importance of Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and all the, all the, the holidays that reflect around um, the, the military and, and our history. And so we were always off of school for Memorial Day as a kid. And, um, I mean, it was just standard in, in Missouri. We were we were off for Memorial Day, and um, I moved to Texas, and then eventually to South Texas. And uh, I noticed our school district every year. And this, this was after, so this was after. I think I really started realizing after the the War on Terror started in in '01 um, that our school was never the kids were always in school for Memorial Day. And we've I mean we've had we've had people here in the Rio Grande Valley that have uh, families that have lost soldiers. And, uh, I just, I couldn't understand that. I mean, it got to the point where I had talked to the local, uh, 
the local uh, VFW about uh, you know seeing what we could do to get get something going to make sure and ensure that the school districts were always off for Memorial Day and you know my daughter finished school uh, Friday so she'll be off tomorrow and I think the last several years that the kids have been off for Memorial Day but it's an important holiday it's a moment to to think about those that uh, that uh, paid the ultimate price um, either in support of our missions or during our missions or uh, however however you uh, however we've lost all military personnel so I'm going to start with a few statistics uh, real quick this is according to uh, statistica I'm sorry statista dot com and this is the number this is the number of Number of military fatalities in all major wars involving the United States from 1775 to 2022. And I'm just going by this website. Um, I think it's fairly accurate. I don't want to offend anybody if it doesn't sound right. But it, it starts with the deadliest wars all the way down to the least deadliest. So according to stat, statista.com, um, the American Civil War from 1861 to 1865 saw the, the most amount of uh, military fatalities with 620,000. World War II from 1939 to 1945 saw 
And um, this week seven or module seven, whichever one it was, I, I picked, um, I'm sitting there looking through the stuff and I saw Ulysses S. Grant and I'm like, oh man, this, this should be really easy because I grew up, I, I mean, I lived down the street from his house in St. Louis, you know. So uh, Ulysses Grant has a Grant's cabin at the uh, Grant's farm in St. Louis um, where uh, it's a historical site that has his actual home from when he lived in St. Louis. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I know all about him. And then I start researching and I realize I don't know shit about him, you know. And so um, it was really awesome to read about this this gentleman. If you look back, and uh, he had a lot of failures, and he had a lot of successes. And his birthday, interesting enough, the week I did this report, uh, it was his. They were celebrating his two hundredth birthday on the uh, the Congress in Congress, and they did some kind of resolution for him. Um, there's a there's a debate on whether he was a better soldier or a better whether his uh, military career was better than his political career, but I'm going to share with you some stuff that's well documented that uh, may make you uh, have a better understanding of his military career as well as his uh, political career. I found some interesting stuff. So Ulysses S. Grant ended up being the 18th president of the United States, elected in 1868. And this is my paper that I wrote to 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 uh, turn in. Um, elected in 1868 and most recently celebrated on the House floor on his 200th birthday this year. However, before he became president, his leadership skills were demonstrated during multiple times in his career. He was born in Ohio, and his father felt as president... His father felt as Grant grew older that he would not amount to much, so his father encouraged him to join the military. Grant was a student at West Point where he struggled to graduate. He struggled academically. Although his academics were not the best, his leadership and marksmanship with a gun allowed West Point to turn a blind eye. After West Point, Grant moved to Illinois to work before joining the Mexican-American War. During the Mexican-American War, Grant's leadership ability was quickly recognized, and Ulysses was responsible for the many small wins, but also the overall victory of the war. After the war, Grant went to St. Louis, where he married and continued in the military until he resigned due to a drinking problem, among other items. He was facing a dishonorable discharge due to his drinking, and uh, he decided to, to get out. Grant then returned to Illinois to work. Shortly thereafter, President Lincoln requested volunteers to join the Union who had military and leadership skills. Grant quickly joined, and throughout many, throughout many victories and quickly moving up the ranks, Grant became the general over the entire army appointed by President Lincoln once the uh, Union won the Civil War. Both Lincoln and Grant became good friends, and Grant believed in Lincoln's ideology. Originally, Grant was to attend the Ford Theater with Lincoln the night Lincoln was assassinated. Upon Lincoln's death, President Johnson fulfilled the remaining term uh, until Grant ran for the presidency and won in a landslide, serving two terms. Now, um, Johnson kind of still had the ideology of the South and wanted slavery to stick around and some of that other stuff. And Grant uh, just he couldn't he couldn't stand to be the general underneath uh, Johnson, so. He decided to run for president. Um, 
because he believed in what President Lincoln was trying to do. They became very good friends um, throughout their throughout their times together fighting these wars. Um, Grant is known for the passage of the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which provides every citizen a right to vote. He apparently infiltrated or tried to break up to some extent the Ku Klux Klan. He established the Department of Justice, among other things. Um, when I was doing my research, it talked about when he was in battle, he was persistent. I mean, persistent, persistent, persistent. He figured as long as we're moving forward, we're, we're going to win. And he utilized every technology that the Union had and the funds that they had to, to prevail. Um, basically... My understanding is the union had had a lot of technology and money. They just didn't have the right players in place. I mean, they they were not doing well uh, until until Grant got involved and started winning these many small victories. Um, so I, I went to Tom Cotton's page, Senator Cotton's page, and um, it's it's pretty cool. Um, He uh, he was one of the the co-sponsors of that bill um, for the for the um, resolution on uh, Grant's birthday, and I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, it says here on Tom Cotton, Senator for Arkansas's page, April 27, 2022. The real Ulysses S. Grant was an American hero. Uh, today we commemorate the 200th anniversary of Ulysses S. Grant's birthday. Born to humble beginnings, this great defender of America won our bloodiest war, trampled the dark forces of disunion, and bandaged our deepest national wounds. Yet progressive historians, a partisan press, and political... Well, let's not go into that. For the first three years of the Civil War, Grant fought on the Western Front, winning several of the Union's early victories. While the Union commanders in the East dithered, Grant waged a raw and relentless form of warfare. He knew that the art of war is simple enough. Find out where your enemy is, get at him as soon as you can, strike him as hard as you can, and as often as you can, and keep moving on. That's that persistence that I was talking about. Grant's famous determination and grit were on full display during the brutal Battle of Shiloh. In the first day of fighting, Confederate forces routed Grant's army. William Tecumseh Sherman approached Grant that rainy night beneath a great oak tree and said, Well, Grant, we've had the devil's own day, haven't we? Grant replied between puffs of his cigar, Yes, lick him tomorrow, though. That's exactly what he did the next day at Shiloh. Refusing demands to remove Grant after the carnage-filled battle, Lincoln answered simply, I cannot spare this man. He fights. This story remains so legendary in the Army that was commonplace for young officers in the Iraq War to conclude a hard day by borrowing from Grant, lick him tomorrow. Grant continued his brilliant winning streak of victories, and on July 4, 1863, he seized the fortress of city of Vicksburg, splitting the Confederacy in two and securing the Union's control of the mighty Mississippi which is spelled, by the way, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. This was perhaps the greatest strategic victory of the war. Combined with the victory of Gettysburg the previous day, Grant Caesar of Vicksburg put the Union on the path to victory. Let's see what else we got here. 
This is what I like. U.S. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant was unyielding in war, but magnanimous in peace. The man whose initials came popular to mean unconditional surrender offered Lee and his men honorable terms at Appomattox Courthouse, partly because he knew the first goal of the war was to reunite our shattered republic. And as Lee departed the courthouse, Grant and his staff took off their hats in respect. A small act for the victors, but an extraordinary gesture to to the defeated Confederates. Grant pressed for reconciliation as our nation began to stitch the stars back onto old glory. And in 1868, Grant ran for president with the simple slogan, Let us have peace, and fought to make good on his promise. He continued his work to bring the South back into the Union, restoring the rights of citizenship to over 150,000 former rebels and bringing Robert E. Lee to the White House as a symbol of reconciliation. Grant was also one of the greatest civil rights presidents in our nation's history, protecting freed slaves with laws and, when necessary, with force. When the first Ku Klux Klan terrorized the South, Grant ordered an empowerment Grant ordered and empowered the Department of Justice and U.S. Army to destroy it, which they did. Um, It's noted here and and in other stuff that I, you know, between the time when he was in the Mexican-American War and then he went back and married Julia and um, went into business, he had many, many failing businesses, like three or four failing businesses. But he persevered, and um, like I said, when they... When they called, when they were calling for anybody that had leadership skills and military skills to come join the union, he jumped on it, you know. And it's kind of like um, sometimes people ask me, like, "Hey, um, sometimes they'll ask me, like, uh, what would you if 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 what would be your perfect job right now, like getting close to retirement?" And I've told people that. If my church happened to call me and say, "Hey, we want to we want to open up the school again and make it a Catholic high school," um, I would drop what I'm doing and try to go do. I would try to go help in whatever way I could, and I think that's kind of like what what uh, Grant did. He he saw that uh, people were in need, and he uh, he went back uh, to join and look look where it took him. Grant's funeral procession saw an outpouring of 1.5 million Americans. In his eulogy, Frederick Douglass described Grant as a man too broad for prejudice, too human to despise the humblest, too great to be small at any point. Douglass saw in Grant a protector for freed blacks, a friend to Native Americans, a brother to vanquished foes, and a savior for our imperiled nation. Ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to this and you enjoy your, your Memorial uh, Memorial Day holiday, I ask that you take a moment and think about those that have gone before us and the victories we've had. Um, I know there's people out there like this. There's people out here that can save our imperiled nation um there's people out here that can bring a bring foes into brothers um and we we need to seek these people out to to move up the ranks in whatever fashion whatever it whether it's politics or 
religion or or it's your work like we need to be seeking out these leaders they're there i know they're there i've been i've worked for many of them you know and um you know just uh think about the i like the the song that billy ray cyrus has called uh, uh some gave all and he says uh when you think of me think of all your liberties and recall that some gave all May God bless you and have a wonderful week.